1: Hello and welcome back to RotoViz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. This is a special edition of the RotoViz Overtime Podcast. We are drafting in the underdog Big Board Superflex draft. It is a 10 euro entry and the top prize is $50,000 to first place. There is $300,000 in prizes and that is what myself and Sean will be drafting in today. So really looking forward to this. A quick plug at the start, if you are playing over at underdog.com, you can use the code Rotoviz when you're signing up. That is Rotoviz. That will get you a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. Once again, over at underdog.com, that code is Rotoviz. But Sean, we are drafting in the big board today. The Superflex Drafted It is the first one that we've co-drafted together so for the listeners who may not have played in it before it is half point ppr uh, and it is super flex so it's going to be a a fun one but a lot of people will have heard us playing in in the ffpc tournaments and they are tight end premium uh, and they are not super flex obviously and and this this is going to be fun but it's a 30 second clock so it's going to be pretty rapid fire here
2: it is it's going to be an absolute blast and It fits in very nicely with a lot of content that we have coming out. We have the underdog advanced rate tools, which will be out shortly and just so exciting every time that I give someone a a look at those tools internally to play with a little bit and, and see what they think. They're pretty blown away. So we're excited to debut those and to give a little bit of an early look Blair Andrews just published a piece looking at some elements from these two tools that we'll have and talking about, well, does zero RB work in underdog? And one of the interesting things about this is that there were some different dynamics between teams that advanced to the playoffs and teams that did well in the playoffs within the underdog tournament. So check out Blair's article for that. You know that um, people do pieces on this kind of thing from time to time and, and all of these pieces are good but when you get a piece from Blair you know it's going to be very well thought out and have some interesting nuggets that maybe other people aren't looking at so I highly recommend that Michael Dunder has put together this Rotoviz Friends and Family League that we referenced on the previous show because Peter Oversett is in it we talked a little bit about his strategy and tactics in that draft and you'll be able to look at the whole thing he's going to have the third piece of that out he's also going to have some info from the tools. You're going to get to hear from the different people who drafted and kind of how they were going about it. I obviously used an approach that is a little bit different for me, but it was a lot of fun to do that. And Colin, we also have this article coming out today from Connor O'Driscoll. Connor, obviously, of FFPC overall ball tournament champion fame, looking at these rookie quarterbacks who are available and the strengths and weaknesses of their profiles and what it means for drafters. And so one of the things that we're going to do, one of the reasons why we didn't do this draft sort of live with the YouTube audience, beyond the fact that just with the 30 second clock, obviously it's going to be fast and furious, frantic right from the get go, just as it is, we didn't necessarily want to give away to anybody else out there in the draft that we're looking to select a quarterback early and then take the rookie quarterbacks late and be able to hopefully build a really strong core at the other positions by punting that position. So one of the things that we'll get to see in this draft is whether or not we are successful with that because waiting for the last players within a tier is the smartest way to draft. It's a huge component of any successful year-long draft strategy and yet if you wait and miss then suddenly your team just doesn't have players. Right. And so we'll see how that goes if we have the guts to play chicken long enough to make it make sense. Because if you take the guys too early, then it just counterbalances anything you're going to accomplish with it anyway. But well, we're going to try and wait on that. And then we'll see how the draft plays out here and if we're able to build a strong enough lineup. Obviously, people know that Rotoviz is about zero RB. I don't think people are surprised that Blair's first article looking at the underdog tools was focused on zero RB, but at the same time, we do like to make some other picks and we do like some running backs. We'd like a chance to be able to pick some of those players. We had a chance to do that last year with the listener leagues. We're going to have a chance to do it today because in this format, with the half PPR and with the super flex, you actually lose one of the wide receiver positions, right? So it's one QB, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, One flex and one super flex. And so, from that perspective, this draft is just simply not going to be very wide receiver heavy. So, we'll try and get a star and then we'll try and fill out behind that player. I have a lot of enthusiasm for this just because these underdog drafts are a lot of fun. I'm excited to do the first one that we've done of these together. I'm excited to do it for the show, but I'm also excited because. Whether or not waiting on the rookie QBs actually works in the end, it's going to be fun to put together a team that's loaded at the other positions because we tried it.
1: Yeah, what, what the listeners will know when they get through the 20 rounds of listening to this draft is, is this team completely sunk? We will know that after 20 rounds, if, as Sean mentioned, those rookies disappear before we get a chance to pick them at the quarterback position there is that you mentioned playing chicken there's always that kind of razor's edge when you're waiting on those players do you miss out completely on that tier and it's different in this situation because you're really waiting on that last tier of quarterback so it's not like oh that tier went oh there's other guys there that means there's nobody left so we'll see how that plays out but Sean has given away a little bit of her strategy there uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun this he mentioned fast and furious I think it is going to be fast and furious we're picking from the fourth spot the draft board has just kicked off so over at underdog fills up and you get to find out that selection and it kicks off pretty quick so we will be on the clock here in, in no time at all Sean as we kick things off some of the the targets we're probably looking at is as you mentioned getting a star quarterback and those first rounds. this is almost like a I know we'd love to try mod- modified zero RB. This is like a modified Superflex uh, of some sort, where we're going to get that star and then wait and wait and wait as long as we can. And um, so we are hoping to get one of those. Is there any of the quarterbacks of interest here, like strong interest that you think maybe you know undervalued at this point? It's hard to say somebody's undervalued at the four spot, but when we look at some of these quarterbacks this year, I, I just think that Lamar Jackson seems to be. I think he should be he should be in those top two probably in every draft based on the rushing upside that he gives you. and um, we see him sliding down. It's usually, you know, uh, Josh Allen, you know, Patrick Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson's probably in that mix there. But uh is there any of those guys you're hoping to get here at the four spot, or is there another option for you, you know, Jonathan Taylor or maybe a C- CMC?
2: Well, I think it would be fun to draft a Jonathan Taylor in this draft, but it makes it even trickier for an away on those rookie QBs. To have the fourth pick and to get a shot at one of these anchor quarterbacks, it really allows you to build the entire rest of the draft off that. So that's probably the direction that we'll go. I do think that Jackson is the most undervalued QB here. And uh, several of our guests have mentioned that when they come on the show. In the past, we've had a cool article on the site from Angad. Talking about that in his debut at Rotoviz, while Lamar Jackson really is right there with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to be the number one QB. Now, one of the things that happened here to start, column is that Patrick Mahomes is actually also available to us with the fourth pick. Which direction do you want to go? Yeah,
1: I just, I really like the prospect here, Lamar Jackson heading into the season. Obviously, we love Patrick Mahomes. It does lose Tyreek Hill, which is going to be a little bit tricky. And uh, still, I think he's going to have a a great season. But I just love the the rushing upside of uh, Lamar Jackson. I think he can be the the league winner this year. So I, I think we go with Jackson.
2: So we select Jackson. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the other star QBs go off the board very quickly afterwards. Christian McCaffrey and the running backs. The wide receivers are going off. We lose Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Colin, what are you looking at as we wrap back into the second round? It'll be on us before we know it. We'll have a chance at some of the lower end running backs. We'll have a chance at this kind of tier break at wide receiver or potentially we could take Travis Kelsey and that would sort of free us up to not have to deal with that position again early in the draft especially during that range where maybe we're going to take those rookie QBs I kind of like this because you lose one of the wide receiver spots the tight end position is going to be a little bit more valuable by comparison Travis Kelsey the guy who really is just separated from the rest of the position by a wide wide margin here is it Kelsey for you do you have someone else you're looking at
1: I think Kelsey's interesting. The the one player I would be very interested if he does last to us here would be Stefan Diggs. Um I think that he's probably the wide receiver in that tier that really stands out for me. I think, you know, after that you're into the T. Higgins kind of waddle tier. I think that is just slightly below um, you know, when you're looking at you know Diggs. I think he's right up there in the top end. We had John Daigle on a couple of weeks ago and he actually made the case for him to to be the first wide receiver off the board. So I, I do see though with what we're hoping to do here, we have got our quarterback. I think getting Kelsey really frees up the options uh then as we go through that mid-range of the draft and we can kind of hold off on on tight end quite a bit. So I'm really interested in digs here, but I think you know Kelsey's probably the right call if you want to go that way.
2: Yes, let's select Kelsey because I think a couple of these wide receivers will probably get back to us early in round three, perhaps digs, perhaps Debo Samuel. And as you mentioned, once we get a little bit beyond that, we have another tier break. I mentioned Stefan Diggs in an article that I wrote up, talking about where I'm looking at Diggs for this season, I mentioned John's appearance and kind of how that fits in. My overall takeaway was that diggs probably doesn't have the upside to be, you know, a top six pick, maybe even a first round pick, and he obviously was the focal point of a draft that Ben and I did recently for stealing bananas. But when you're looking at wrapping around into the second round in a normal draft with a third round in a super flex draft, and again, there are some quarterbacks who'd be interesting here, but we're going to try and wait for the rookie QBs. When you're wrapping around in this area, round three of super flex, digs, I think, a very strong fit. And especially if you already have some of these other positions addressed to be able to add digs to the lineup at that point, a very strong pick and Colin the good news is he does come back around
1: yeah I was hoping he would I wasn't very confident he would so it's nice when that happens and we've started off really strong there and I'm I'm very excited with where we're going with the the long-term plan and how the rest of the draft is going to play out we've started off with Lamar Jackson Travis Kelsey and Stefan Diggs and I think that's a, a pretty nice start to have I was really stuck between going for um, Digs or Kelsey in the, the second round so nice to get both of those guys obviously we are playing in super flex so bypassing some quarterback options there but when we are looking ahead at this particular point is there any people that are any targets that you might have obviously we have no running backs at this point it is half point PPR so we may have to start to look towards some running back options here and the fourth round from the picks do get back to us.
2: Yeah I think that running back is a good position to attack now that we have stars for the other three positions we know the running back and tight end are going to be a little bit more of the overall pie in this one than in a regular draft and so we want to make sure we have those guys locked down DeAndre Swift Nick Chubb Saquon Barkley all interesting players who have lasted to this point Uh, we are kind of trying to go for those late round rookie QBs for our second and third quarterbacks in the Superflex draft here. So we'll see if that works out for us. Now, DeAndre Swift just goes off the board. And so we're looking at T Higgins, Keenan Allen, Jalen Waddell as the top wide receivers. Chubb and Barkley still the top running backs. Alvin Kamara there as well. He potentially has some off-field things that could come up this offseason. Colm, where are you at this point? We are on the clock.
1: Yeah, we have talked a little bit about saquon we've kind of talked about it enough that it maybe feels like we should get some of those shares if we were looking towards wide receiver t higgins is the one at the top of my list here just slightly ahead of waddle after the, the hill move but i'd be between barkley and higgins here okay so we go barkley and we'll be
2: back around uh, very shortly due to the 30 second clock here chubbs still on the board
1: the, the other player that we don't have in the queue and i can see you've just added them in now that is of interest is Aaron jones I think the Packers, as things are projected at this point, are going to be quite interesting in terms of what they do at wide receiver. Obviously, they're saying Sammy Watkins, but I do think we're going to see both running backs have a lot of uh, touches this year in general, but I think both as pass catchers and rushing the ball. So I think Aaron Jones is interesting. So for me here, it's between him and T Higgins again uh, at this point. Um, Have you a strong preference? The other player that's in there, obviously, if we're targeting some of these rookies is Brees Hall as well.
2: Yeah, I think that Brees is going to really rise as soon as this draft happens. But you mentioned Aaron Jones. We had Michael Leone on the show recently. He gave an impassioned pitch for Jones explaining how that would work out, the touchdowns, the receiving ability. Obviously, the reception is be not quite as valuable in this format, but the Packers are going to score a lot of points. They're going to score even if they don't have elite wide receivers. That could make mean Jones is even more involved. This is a good price I think for Jones at this point here be harder to add the type of value that he'll bring probably than the type of value that T Higgins will bring let's go with Jones here we get a packer for you and see how this next sort of longer stretch pans out
1: yeah and I, I think that's the the right pick to make I think like I think I'd be shocked if the Packers draft a running back that's going to challenge either Jones or uh, AJ Dillon. So <laughs> and obviously the Packers need those wide receivers. And the last couple of drafts they have kind of gone to the opposite of what people maybe would have expected, but I'd be shocked if that happens this year. But yeah, Brees Hall, you touched on it there. I think he is going to rise up these draft boards pretty sharp once uh, once the draft comes in. There is a little bit less of a value feels this year. People are catching on to the potential you know increases in rookies once we get to the draft and how that can help those teams so I think in these early season tournaments people are pretty sharp this year to that but I still think that that Hall could go up you know two to two and a half rounds and um, when it comes to um, a couple of weeks time depending on that landing spot but uh, Jones I think a good fit there we did pass over Higgins twice Obviously, it's just a little bit more of a lean towards some of those uh, running backs in this format with the 0.5 PPR. Um, so we'll see who makes it back to us. There are some interesting wide receiver candidates that that may make it back to us. So hoping that that will happen. Brees Hall did just go off the board at the 56th pick. That was the 8th pick of the 5th round. And T Higgins did go one pick before that with Jalen Waddell going one pick after Brees Hall. So some of the guys there that we did like have shifted off the board pretty quick and that that can happen but I'm pretty happy with the the guys we took and I do think Sean there's going to be some interesting options coming back to us at the wide receiver position as well but there's a number of the guys that are in this range where I think if they had a different quarterback they would be valued much much higher the likes of DK Metcalf at the moment you know Terry McLaurin's in that mix there's a lot of guys in there who just the quarterback situation is is quite scary we did talk about that on a show recently, but as we do you know, move through to the, the back end of the fifth round here and the sixth round kicks off, is there any players that maybe that you're you're hoping that will uh, slide through to us?
2: It'll well, be interesting if Daniel Jones made it back around, even though that's not the position we're looking at. James Conner, obviously a touchdown scoring machine in the Arizona offense. As long as Brees Hall does not land on him in the draft, then he's a crazy value. At this point, we have some players who could break out, like a Jerry Judy with Russell Wilson. We have Deontay Johnson there, who I think will jump after we get a little bit of a feel for who the QB will be. I do think that the value here at running back is still very sturdy, and it makes sense to build up a little bit more there and try and benefit from the foundation pieces we have at some of these other positions and the risks that we're going to take at quarterbacks. So we'll see if these guys last. So we have uh, david montgomery travis etn jk dobbins the other running backs there as james connor goes off the board in a stretch of three picks the 512 cam Akers, the 601 james connor the 62 is josh jacobs and i think that that makes sense we have keenan allen going off at the 603 we're into the area of the draft now where quarterbacks have stopped going people are filling out the rest of their positions there's not a lot of tight end value at this portion of the board either which is kind of interesting so Very glad to have gotten Travis Kelsey at the beginning of the draft. Dalton Schultz, the next tight end up here. Dalton Schultz and Dallas Goddard, obviously, guys, you can pick and do go in this range when you're thinking of not super flex, but with the super flex element, obviously pushing those guys down multiple rounds.
1: Yeah, and when we are looking at it now, Sean, we are five picks away from our pick. Obviously, there's a lot of guys that we mentioned there would have been dream selections to get back to us. Like James Conner, DK Metcalf, who I mentioned with the quarterback situation goes off the board, then Daniel
0: Jones and Jerry Judy. Hey, RotoViz fans, this is Dave Cabin from the RotoViz Fantasy Football Podcast, taking a minute to let you know that as a loyal RotoViz listener, you can get 10% off a one year subscription when you use the promo code RVRadio2022 at checkout. It gives you full access to all of our content and tools. And again, that's RVRadio2022 at checkout for 10% off a one year RotoViz subscription.
3: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So we are two picks away.
1: Some of the options that we may be looking at are, you mentioned Deontay Johnson, I think, very interesting. Then two running backs coming back from injury and Travis Etienne and J.K. Dobbins. But I do think that if it lasts out and if it works out for us here as we wait for those two picks, I think Deontay Johnson is probably the the guy to go for here as, as he goes off the board, just as I say that. So we're one pick away. We have three running backs really in the queue that are our targets here as we're on the clock. Sean, where are you looking? I know you have David Montgomery in there. He's never been one of my favorite guys, but um, looks to be set to probably have the lion's share of the work there. But Etienne or Dobbins is probably where I would probably go for the the upside play, but... Where are you going here?
2: Yeah, well, let's take ETN first, and that one will be a little bit fun. And then we can take Montgomery coming back around as the consolation pick if he does make it to that point. I do think he's a very good pick in half PPR. I think that even though the Chicago Bears, all the talk around them right now is that it's a complete teardown. The team is going to be absolutely awful. I think that Justin Fields is going to be able – to keep the offense a little bit more afloat than maybe it seems like. And so I guess I have some enthusiasm there at the right price. And at this point, we're definitely seeing these guys really fall. Montgomery, somebody, you know, it hurts him a little bit that he could lose some receptions with the scrambling quarterback, but feels maybe doesn't fall quite as much into that range. Plus there's so many touches with him. Now he does go at the 701 three picks before, where we're worse sitting. And so we have Dobbins as the only non-QB on the board here. DJ Moore is an interesting pick, however. And the other thing I was going to mention is that Ezekiel Elliott also goes off in the interim there. So the 612, the 701, Elliott and Montgomery, the two backs who have had great EP numbers but are no longer popular due to uh Elliott, all of the injuries obviously and how inefficient he was last year tony pollard uh, just really nipping at his heels montgomery more the offensive situation and people continue to sour on him as he actually uh consolidates and proves that he's a, a quality nfl running back come on, at this point the guy who does come back is jk dobbins we only have eight seconds
1: dj moore dj moore is the fact
2: we're not going to get him draft,
1: draft offense. <laughs> we ran out of time there. I was going to make the pitch for uh, DJ Moore. I think you were kind of mentioning that uh, people sour him a little bit. I think what he has been able to do throughout his career so far with the quarterbacks he has played with shows how talented of a wide receiver that he is. Um, I think that you know this year it's likely again that the quarterback situation isn't going to be great but we've talked about in this draft potentially getting some of those rookie quarterbacks later in the draft. And I think what we need to look at there is getting those rookies. There's a chance that one of them lands with Carolina. There's a chance that that is, although you know they, they may not be amazing as rookies, it could be a, a big upgrade on what he's had over the last kind of season to season and a half in Carolina. So I think that he can still be very, very interesting there. So Um, somebody who i'll be targeting again in drafts and if we can get a little bit of a discount on him in future drafts um you know i'll I'll be pushing to take him we just did run out of time how would you have felt in hindsight if we had a if we had taken him over etn who we did also mention as a possible option in the the round prior so happy with that pick but uh, dj Moore, i think would be would be interesting there
2: no, I, I, I wanted uh, J.K. Dobbins, so I'm I'm very happy with how that turned out. I just the the quarterback situation there I think destroys the situation with D.J. Moore and, and especially with him not coming through in week 17 last year just doesn't leave a good feeling. <laughs> there are a lot of wide receivers kind of after this point. So one of the things that's tricky is that that round three, four, five range that we have traditionally loved for the receivers that range is weak this season. But especially right now, where we still have these rookie wide receivers a little bit cheaper, I think after that we get back into this range that I like. So basically, we're saying that three, four, five is not a great area for any position. And yet, I do think there are some fun running backs in there. We took a risk with two guys coming back from injury. Again, we're, we're building this team with a ton of upside. It's obviously going to have a ton of downside, too. Something you can do in a league that costs $10 but has a pretty good grand prize. I love the way that this has played out so far. Now, we're five picks away again as the draft wraps around quickly. Dalton Schultz, I think, very interesting at this point because we do want to dominate the tight end position. And then there are a lot of receivers that we can start to look at. We have Marquise Brown, Amlon Rossi Brown, Darnell Mooney, Gabriel Davis, who still feels very undervalued in best ball, especially Kadarius Toney, Garrett Wilson. You know, We get into the rookies here, Traylon Burke, Drake London. You got a couple more running backs in rashad penny and devin singletary now we are up to the four running backs but i think there is some value to getting those guys early and then kind of forgetting about it the quarterbacks have stopped going although malik willis was selected it would be a possibility to grab one of these rookie qbs the top guys listed uh, by the theoretical Superflex ADP here and underdog Davis Mills, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota. I don't think we want any of them. What are you seeing here when you look at the board and our queue?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd be going wide receiver here with Amon Ross and Brown or probably Kadarius Tony. one of those two guys. Um, they seem to be less favorites at the moment as well. So I think people would enjoy hearing us pick them. But I, I think with what uh, Amon Ross and Brown done as a rookie heading into his second season now, and I know we're still concerned with the quarterback play of Jared Goff, but, Um, I I think like we talk about players stepping up into that second year I think he's very interesting and and did have really positive production as a rookie uh, down the stretch there Sean so we did take St. Brown we are going to wrap around to get our next pick and five picks and then we will do a little bit of a a recount of who we have so far and we will put a bow in it for today's episode but we will be back with the second part of the draft then very very shortly but Sean this draft is playing out quite well for us, and we talk about tiers. And I know we talk sometimes about wide receiver not being as deep as people expect. And I know we're in super flex here, and it is half point PPR. But I do think you know there is a little bit of a drop off when we get through some of these guys. But what we don't want to do is get completely priced out or completely lose out on the the quarterback strategy we had. So, what's your thoughts on going for say Kadarius Tony or a Garrett Wilson coming up here next versus? getting one of those rookie quarterbacks?
2: I'd like to watch them still fall through this range and see who comes back because we're going to try and get a lot of them and that doesn't have as big of an impact if you then pick them a little bit earlier than maybe you could have gotten them. Jerry Goff is gone, though. And so once Jared Goff is gone, I think all bets are off in terms of where he's going (laughs) to go because we know that he's not going to have a big impact on the 2022 season, or at least we wouldn't guess. I think that I like the rookie wide receivers here Wilson, Burks, London, all available. Colin, which is your preference of these guys?
1: I've been kind of divvying it up as we, we go through it. So I'll go with Wilson in this particular one. I, I know obviously we can go as well off talent, go off the the numbers and the projections, but I do think after we're doing a process like this where we're going to be heading into the draft and, and seeing some of these ADPs shift, I think landing spot is a very key part of that. So I think depending on how the draft order shakes out, some of the guys that go earlier in the draft may not fall in the best landing spots. We'll see how that plays out. But Sean... So, we're closing it out with Travis Kelsey, a tight end so far. We have Garrett Wilson. We have Aman Ross St. Brown, Stefan Diggs. And then we are pretty stacked up at running back with J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones, and Saquon Barkley. So, lots of running backs with some uh, concerns around injuries, but hopefully that will work out for us so far. And then we have Lamar Jackson as our starting quarterback. Again, this is super flex format. We will be coming back to run through the rest of the draft from round 10 onwards. be sharing that with you in the coming days so make sure you stay tuned for that my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host as always is sean siegel check out all of sean's work up on rotowiz.com this is an underdog draft if you use the code rotowiz over at underdog.com you can get yourself a sign up bonus match up as far as 100 dollars Head on over again. That is underdog.com code Rotoviz. And we'll be back with the second half of this draft in the very near future. Until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at RotovizRadio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.